Mr. Luke Clayton, in last week's episode, we talked about the term safari and it being an adventure and a journey. But you mentioned that you had just finished an article about several years of having hunted. And from the time that you were small, I, I don't know that we gave the title of the article, but uh, you know, in the past, we've talked a little bit how I got started, but I'd, I'd really like to have people know how you really got into the hunting and the outdoors. You know, I bet it was probably probably very much like you did, Larry. Uh, I was raised in very rural Red River County, which is in northeast Texas. And to this day, it's still very rural up there. It is, you know, it's, it's just it's timberland and farmland mixed, you know, uh, but I was I grew up on a on a farm up there when I was little, and uh, you know hunting was is as common as uh, checking your as today checking your your smartphone. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know I mean it, you didn't really even think about it. It's just what what you did. Uh, right. My dad we had a we call it the bio. Uh, I guess some people would say bayou but it was a creek big creek that mm-hmm. ran about a oh it was probably a quarter of a mile from our house north of us and that thing would load up with ducks in the winter time mallards get in there eating those acorns you know around the little sandbars and flats in the bends of the creek where the the acorns would fall from the tree i could you know waterfowl hunting was awesome there were very few deer larry back then uh, you know that from where you were raised in southeast Absolutely, Texas. Absolutely, yes, sir, same way. Very few deer, but lots of, I won't say lots of squirrels. Where I live now, southeast of Dallas, is lots of squirrels. <laughs> but <laughs> squirrels were, they were hunted hard back then, you know? <laughs> uh, so, but there were plenty of squirrels. But squirrel hunting was huge. There were quail. I can remember the old dirt road that took it, that led to Dimple School, where I went to school. You'd go out there and it'd be you'd run into two or three coveys just walking to school, you know, dusting out in the out in the road. Um, so you know, it it was the the stage was set for training grounds for a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was lucky. My my dad he he worked hard and 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 you know he was always working, but he'd break loose a little bit. And my brother-in-law, though, honestly though uh was was one of my mentors and he, we'd go quail hunting he had an old bird dog toller and i'm talking about when i was young like seven eight nine ten that that age and right. by the time really uh by the time i was about nine years old between eight and nine i had a little jc higgins uh single shot 22 larry uh you pull the hammer back on the back of it you yes, remember sir. those right. And I remember, boy, you had to tug on that thing to cock it, you know, when it was new. <laughs> but but I, I'd get a box of 22 shorts, and it wasn't anything, go out there and go shoot that box of shells. You'd keep that box in your room, and you'd take four or five out when you went squirrel hunting, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> you, took, you took great pride in the fact that you could hit a squirrel, and you could do it, with, you know, with a minimum of shots. Yeah, don't waste those shells, boy. No. That was my instructions, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, <clears throat> by the time I was, oh, by, honestly, by the time I was 9 or 10, I was pretty proficient with that little 22. And, uh, uh, but then later, of course, I grew up and had a family of my own. No way in the world would I have let one of my sons out <laughs> with a gun at age 8 or 9. 
know, I just wouldn't do it. But uh, I don't know. It just it, it, we're talking the late fifties, folks. So like you're fifty eight, fifty nine, sixty those years. Well, for people, for kids that grew up in the country, Larry, it it was different, wasn't it? It really was. It really was. I, I'm like you. I started out um, hunting by myself, hunting deer by myself when I was six years old with a single shot <laughs> 22 and hunted with my dad from the time I was four. But And we didn't have hardly any deer, you know, kind of thing. But by golly, I was prepared, and I had a deer rifle, it, and the only difference was instead of shooting 22 shots like we did at Squirrels and others, I had 22 long rifle. I mean, oh. you talk about a Magnum 22 rimfire. <laughs> you were – you were – and – it's funny. I had a four four ten, and uh, I, I graduated up to a four ten. Yes, sir. And I remember I heard about they, there's a, a a lead ball that you can buy on these shells. It's called a rifle slug. You know, on a four ten, and that I thought, my gosh, a four ten with a lead ball in the end of it, a shell. I'm got <laughs> it's just some kind of a heavy duty. <laughs> so I got they got me back then. You could go to the store and you can buy. You didn't have to buy a whole box of shells. Let me have five of those. They'd sell you. Right. And I remember, I remember I got three or four rifle slugs, 410. And I took that thing out with, with the brother-in-law. I'll never forget it. I could take you to the tree that was the backstop for that shot <laughs> right now. It's, a, it's an oak tree. And um, put a five-gallon bucket up, and I got out there 30 yards and, I remember I hit that bucket, boy. I thought, my God, no sights, of course. You no, know, no, no. Just lying down the barrel, you know. And, but somehow I hit that bucket and I put that .410 hole through there, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I am a deer hunter now. So <laughs> never, luckily I never did. Kind of, I, I guess I could have harvested a deer if I'd have been up real close with that, but never did. <laughs> it, was, it was several years later when I finally – uh, connected with my first deer, which I thought was an absolute monster. It wasn't just a little old, pro- honestly, looking back, probably a year and a half old little buck, but I was so proud of him, Larry, you know? Absolutely. I, I can relate to that story in so many different ways. I'll tell you, you, you mentioned things have changed in the last several years. Both you and I grew up out in a rural area of Texas and and we as Texans pride ourselves in getting our kids hunting early kind of thing. And things did kind of change. But I was very fortunate when my daughters came along. I've got two daughters. They're almost right at two years apart. And, and uh, we started them shooting BB guns and then 22s, you know, in the same way that I did. By the time they were five years old, they were real proficient with those guns. And They'd go out with me whenever we had an opportunity. I traveled a lot working statewide for Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. But whenever we had an opportunity, I'd, I'd took them out and we'd shoot. And both those daughters ended up shooting their first deer when they were like 9 and 10 years of age. And I probably would have shot at, at 8 years of age if I'd have had more opportunities. But back then, too, again, I was traveling a lot and I didn't have the opportunities to hunt as much as I did a little bit later on. But... You know, again, same thing with my grandsons. Is they've got four grandsons and a granddaughter, and all of them shot their first deer when they were like eight and nine years of age. And uh, I thought that they were mature enough, and they'd been around hunting and, and all those kind of things, and so they understood what a gun was and, you know, the finality of death and all those other kind of things. So they got a chance to hunt a little bit earlier. But there's so many people now that don't have the opportunities that we did or that – 
we were even able to afford our children and, and grandkids. Yeah, that, that's true, Larry. Uh, and, and now it seems, uh, I don't know, one of the reasons that I know you real well, we've hunted together a bunch, and we've both got a passion for hunting. I, sometimes I wonder if those slim years for me as as an individual, those years when I wanted to get a deer so bad, but there were basically <laughs> just no opportunities. I mean, uh, the deer seasons where I grew up in Red River County were just starting, and yeah, some right. of the some of the the guys, the older people, they knew how to the older men they they knew how to hunt deer. And I remember going into a camp. It was called Crooks Camp. It was on the west side of Highway 37, about six and a half miles north of. Clarksville. <laughs> going with my brother-in-law said, I'm going to take you to a camp, Luke, a deer camp. And it was the Crook family. They owned a bunch of land back there. And and these guys, looking back, were World War II veterans. That's what yes, they sir. were. They, this was in, uh, in the 60s, you know, uh, early 60s, about, about 1960. So we drove back in his old 56 Crown Victoria Ford car, black and white, with a police interceptor engine. Oh my goodness. That that was the that was our hunting truck, if you will. <laughs> you know, back in those days, people everybody didn't have a four wheel drive truck. Oh no, <laughs> you hunted out of a out of a car, really. So we drove, and the road was pretty good. Drove back in there in those old pine trees, you know, uh, through the through a, an old hall road, I guess it was, and pulled up on this camp, and it was it was two army tents, the old army surplus oh, yeah. green. Yes, 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 you yes. Know? green army tents uh set up back there and there was two bucks uh, i was i was 11 years old i'll never forget this but two male deer with horns i <laughs> i don't know if they were i just remember them being bucks i, I do right. remember them i thought they were monstrous you know antlers but i'm sure they weren't you know <laughs> but i i told him i said and he knew very little my my brother-in-law very little about deer hunting because he raised up just before me in that era where there were right. no deer you know right. or no deer in that part of the country and i told him i said you know what i've got to learn how to do this because i want to get one <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, about 11 years old and i it was honestly before i actually harvested a deer it was a, it was a two or three years later but not for the lack of trying that's for sure you know <laughs> you're right it, it, it again times were different than these days there literally are so many opportunities even though people say well like i really don't have the opportunity to hunt yeah those opportunities are there you just have to dig a little yes. bit for them sometime you know, there are opportunities as well, too. Again, not as opposed to when you and I were, were young. We were Our mentors were our family, when you get right down yeah. to it, or what we called uncles and aunts, whether they were blood-related or not kind of thing. Yeah. These days, it's, it is it is a little bit more difficult because of, of finding access. But through, like, the Texas Wildlife Association, which has kind of served as a, a sample or an example, I should say, of uh, – a, a lot of different things. I have the Texas Youth Hunting Group, and through that organization, over the last, oh, I can't remember, probably 20 or so years, there's been about 80,000 kids that have been introduced to hunting who have had actually the opportunity to go out and hunt. And there are other organizations very similar in, in many of the states, and so those course require hunter safety license and and with like the tpw uh, with the uh, texas wildlife association and youth hunting organization 
there's a mentor that's with them. There has to also be an adult of uh, oh, our, our parent or guardian that accompanies that child along, you know, into the deer stand. But they do get to harvest all kinds of different animals, and uh, it's it's an absolutely great program in so many different ways. Particularly these days, where people are becoming more and more interested in know where their food's coming from. Uh, that's one of the good things happening out of COVID, I guess. But uh, you know. Times have changed. In some ways, they've changed for the worse, of course. But in a lot of ways, too, there there are now more opportunities than there have been in many, many years. Again, for those folks who are wanting to get into hunting, including adults who, uh, they're again with the Texas Wildlife Association, there's an adult uh, hunting program just like the youth program. So uh, those opportunities exist out there. If somebody really wants to hunt and learn how to hunt, you can do so. So true, Larry. Well, I tell you, I have thoroughly enjoyed a little bit of reminiscing today with Absolutely. you. Absolutely, going back uh, quite a few years to our <laughs> to our, our youth hunting experiences. But uh, you know, next week I'm looking forward to getting back here with you. We'll we'll have another topic and and uh, hopefully something interesting to share with all of our friends. Absolutely, I think we'll put this campfire out until next week, and we'll see everybody back here right here back then.